Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn. And joining me, as always, my lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. How are you guys doing this week? Because I feel like it's been, like, I, I feel like we haven't, like, we did an episode very, very recently, and it was a huge, huge, huge episode. And I feel like we kind of, like, spread a whole bunch of our stuff. <laughs> and it was like... Not necessarily a negative episode, but it's like we had all had a lot of things going on. Have have things picked up for you guys? Or are we in a little <laughs> bit of a better place now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <Aww. laughs> I mean, kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, that was that was a pretty intense episode, but you have to give it you have to give it up for the fact that we had like a month and a half of stuff. Oh like yeah. Oh, definitely. Up, yeah. Right. It was, it, <laughs> things had definitely piled up for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Nevermore actually like, literally. I mean, um, yeah. Too, too soon? <laughs> I <was thinking> that <laughs> too. <laughs> no kidding. I, I mean, and you know, we got some beautiful tweets from you guys after that episode, which by the way, I just have to say thank you to everybody who sticks with this show, even though we record on such a strange, like, irregular pattern yeah you come and let us know that you're listening and that means so much because it's you know you you tell us about how you connect with the stories that we tell and it's really if it makes me feel good to know that we're helping people with their own lives even by sharing our shit (laughs) just like bad shit (laughs) yeah And is like unburdening our 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 uh, big old backpack of stuff, but um, you know, people have told me that in the past where it's like you being honest about what's going on with you has helped me feel better about me and things that I'm going through and help me see things differently. That's huge. So good, well, especially like I mean, there's always parts of people's lives that you don't know what's going on. So like there's that kind of like social media image of like, oh, yeah, everything's perfect, you know, and we kind of like pull back the curtain on that, which is like (laughs) sometimes fun to listen to and other times it's sad to listen to. But it's just I mean, as much as it helps 
the three of us kind of get stuff off our chest and like splat and like think about things or whatever and kind of reflect. Like, I think it's good for other people to hear it, but also when they tell us how they're feeling, like it's good for us too. Like we learn from you guys just as much as you guys are learning and listening to us. So we appreciate like feedback and the nice things you guys have to say. Great. Absolutely. And I know like my absolute favorite messages are the messages that I've got and they've been primarily from our male listeners, um, but I've gotten it a couple times from our female listeners too, but our particularly our male listeners when like we talk about stuff that's going on with us and being really open about our, you know, um, mental health and, and just all of our stories and everything that we do to talk about on the show to try to move forward from some of the negative things that are happening to us. Um, just the act of talking about it. I've had a lot of people write in and say, like, you talking about it made me either realize it in myself or made me feel like it was OK to talk about. And yeah. like, I don't have to keep it inside anymore. And I absolutely love those messages. The whole entire point of the show is that we are talking about things that people don't normally like to talk about. And we're being open and brutally honest yep. <laughs> about the yeah. crazy shit that goes on inside our heads. So I love that that is giving other people a feeling or an opportunity to talk about some of their, the issues in their own lives as well. So those are my favorite messages. Yes, Jules, you're right. Thank you, all of our listeners, for being super awesome and sticking with the show. And I'm glad that you guys are getting something out of it, including a super awesome channel where Jules is showing us all her amazing <laughs> dating things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so I had to I had to kind of re-sign up for the paid service of OKCupid to do it, but I figured it was worth it for this show <laughs> um, because people have been really responding to like what I'm posting. And so I'm trying not to be mean about it, but it's yeah. hard not to <laughs> like, so the, the thing that I'm doing is basically like anybody. So the way you have to, you have to pay for the service in order to see who hits the like button on your profile. If you don't do that, then you have to do it like kind of Tinder's way, which is you basically swipe left, swipe right. And mm. if you two match, then you can talk to each other. But if you pay them, then you can see who's liked your profile. And so when it expired at the end of, of June, it kind of kind of went back to the old model. And I had 850 likes on my profile. <laughs> and I was just like, well, this is like, wow, this is wow, wow. not representative <laughs> of what is actually happening. <laughs> and I think it needs to be represented. <laughs> uh, I have one to post from today. I got to post that later on today because you guys will love it. Um, and I'm not trying to make fun. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of these men in a, in a negative, like in an evil way. It's just like, sometimes you're just like, how do you date? Like, how, how do you meet people by behaving like this or writing what you write in your profile? Yeah. Um, it is just downright aggressive, like scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Especially you look at like you, common sense of like what you put in your profile. They should realize the things that you're saying you're looking for or not looking for. Yet they comment to you about things that like you're not looking for. And Jules is like, hello, like, did you even look at my profile at all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I mean, on my profile is pretty clearly stated twice that I 
am not looking for someone with kids. I don't, I'm not looking for to date anybody with kids. And it's like all like hundreds of guys like, here's my kid. And it's like, <laughs> uh, no. Here's one thing though, that has been, I've seen it multiple times now on profiles and I just shake my head and it's the guys who list, they say this, if you, if we meet in person and you don't look like your profile picture, you're buying me drinks until we, until you do. What? what? No, you do not have that in multiple profiles. I will find no. you and I will screenshot it and I will show you. Oh it my happened God. A lot. <laughs> There's a, there, I'm, I mean, I guess I'll show you how many times I've seen it because it's been multiple times. Oh my so God. like, does that make me want to click like on your profile? Uh, no. Yeah. Like seriously, that just sounds disgusting. It goes wow. back to the the super aggression. And I understand that sometimes people misrepresent themselves online and use pictures that aren't of them. But yeah. I mean, you can if you ever think that it's a too good to be true kind of thing, just take a look and be like, OK, is this one photo or is this multiple photos in different lighting with different people and like all that kind of stuff of the same person? OK, that's your first like check. Yeah. And do they have more than one picture? And then yeah. even then you can very, very easily, it's literally like drag and drop now, Google image yeah. search, and then just go and see if that matches who they say that they are. Or if it's like a freaking stock photo. Like if you've seen catfish, yep. you should know the steps, guys. You should know what <laughs> okay, wait, wait. What is catfish? Oh my God, you've never seen that show before? No. Okay, I've so, heard of it, but I've never seen it either. And I had this conversation with Jayante and he was like, how could you have never seen? Oh, Catholic? my God. OK, super, super quick, long, whatever, whatever. OK, so Neve had done the same thing where he the host, Neve and Max, he had done the whole dating online thing and then found out that the lady was like not who she said she was. And they did like a little mini documentary about like going to meet her and finding out like why she did it. So anyway, that's why they started doing the television show on MTV. But it's the whole thing. They go to help people who are talking to somebody who like won't show their pictures or they're using somebody else's pictures or they haven't met them for like five years or they've never <laughs> talked on like camera, like stuff like that. Wow. And they go find out like who they are and why they're doing it. And like sometimes it's sad, like, you know, people were bullied or whatever. Or they don't think that they're what somebody would want to look for or whatever. Or usually like it'll be somebody saying they're guy, but it's really a girl. Like it's like back and forth, whatever. Um, so it's very interesting, like, but it's the same thing, like what you said, like they do the reverse Google image search, they check phone numbers, stuff like that. So if somebody's talking to you and it's been years, like, I'm sorry, they're probably well, not yeah. who they say they are. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't understand how people could go for years talking to somebody and thinking that they're in love with them, but never actually but never have seeing been their... seeing them, especially in this day and age. Like, okay, maybe there was some weird pen pal shit going on in the 1950s or whatever i don't know but like come on we're at the I point know. now where it's like almost impossible to stay away from a camera so if for some reason someone doesn't have photos or skype won't work or whatever like come on come on <laughs> well, and I, think I know part of it's like probably just like the companionship and like you know knowing somebody's like responding to you and thinking about you or whatever like i could get where somebody could just be okay with like that part of it, you know, but I don't know. 
I feel bad for those people. So anyway, that's what catfish is as ah. a quick little <laughs> burst through bubble. <laughs> so there you go, Jules. That's how you that's how you don't get or that. Well, I guess you could just pass that along to all of the super rude guys. Be like, just Google image search or Google Google Jules. <laughs> yeah, like up. seriously. And I, I show like a multitude of different sh- pictures on my profile. You know, it's selfies. You can make a selfie look a lot more uh, appealing than actual like real life. Yes. But I've actually included pictures of like me standing next to other people so they can see my actual physical body. Right. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and uh, yeah, it's just it's this like it's such a strange world, you guys. I <laughs> I can't even I, I can't even put into words how strange it is and and fascinating at the same time. I don't know. Anyway, so there's that if you join the discord uh, for Joss's Discord, you Discord's can see some G- of the Discord.gg slash Joss plays in the Slay yes. Demons uh, 18 plus channel. <laughs> Which, why were pictures disabled for a long time, by the way? Because I was going to send pictures of nails I wanted to show you, and then I couldn't add pictures. It's because, I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's because, um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, um, it happened like uh, maybe about a month ago. Um, Basically, I don't know, someone found me on Twitch or Twitter or something, but they absolutely spammed my Discord with, like, ridiculously, like, sexist, racist, like, this. it happened so quickly, I didn't even know what was going on. Someone in my Twitch chat, because I was streaming at the time, someone in my Twitch chat was just like, um your channel just told me to kill all blah, blah, blahs. And I was like, I, bl- I banned them on Twitch because I was like, who says that? Like, where the hell did this guy come from? But he was just trying to let me know something bad was happening in Discord. And then, yeah. um, so Kalani, oh my God, like Savior Kalani was on top <laughs> of things. Like, yeah. he had things like deleted faster than I could even see what was going on. It was like it happened and it was over within, you know, 30 seconds. But unfortunately, some people had things like text to speech set up and it was just it was awful, awful, awful. So uh, anyways, when that happened, I basically went through Discord and disabled everything. And Mm -hmm. I've been like slowly allowing permissions back and stuff and like trying to restructure the server. But that's why is I was like, okay, no pictures, no links, no, like, anything. And I think you have to join for a while before you can even talk. And, yeah, so it's it's yeah. really, really locked down right now because that happened. <laughs> so See, it just takes one person takes to one, ruin it for exactly, everybody. Exactly. We could so have been true. looking at all this stuff a long time ago, <laughs> person that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, that's why. But it's fixed now. So I think if you're like a regular of the channel that it basically it's like I have disabled most functionality other than ding and writing, <laughs> I think, for uh, the majority, uh, like for the everyone tag, the everyone role, um, but everybody else. And I think that I need to get a bot in there to actually like see how long um, people have been there, like and have like a discord regulars tag so that like kind of like earn <laughs> uh, the ability to do things. But uh, but anyways, that's all. Yeah, 
Well, I'm glad it's enabled because I've enjoyed seeing the picture. Yes, Jules has amazing (laughs) pictures. And even then, I think I enabled it for like you two and the mods and that's it. Everybody else doesn't have Oh, good. So I can show the nails that I wanted to show you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That are super creepy and weird, but I think you're going to love it. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, that, that's what happens. That's what's going on in the discord. But yeah, so now those things are enabled so you guys can go and see all of Jules's amazing stories. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> very all for you, you guys. <laughs> so speaking of your dating life, Jules, it's yes. partly to do with the dating life, partly to do with the job search, but overall you kind of wanted to talk about the idea of settling, I guess, best way yeah. to put it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had, I had a really strong realization this week. Um, cause it, it, you know, if you haven't listened to the show for a while, I am currently unemployed. Um, and I knew that it was coming. I, I have, I had about a six week head heads up before my job ended. Um, and I haven't found anything in the meantime. So I am currently on unemployment for the first time in probably 20 years, which is a strange feeling for me. Um, mainly just because of what I've been brought up to believe. And, you know, like unemployment is there for people who need it. Like you pay, you pay your taxes every time you get a paycheck for that particular reason. And many other reasons we actually have in Canada. And I don't know if yours Name, but uh it's called unemployment probably insurance. not probably not yeah <laughs> no, but not. it's called unemployment insurance and it's actually like a separate yep. number that's pulled out of your taxes so you can actually see on your paycheck like what's income tax and what is unemployment yeah. insurance and so it's like totally completely separate and at the end of the year you get a summary of like how much money you've put into unemployment so it's yep. like it's very transparent and it's the reason why I've never felt bad. Like I used it twice because I used to be in a seasonal position. So I'd work for 42 weeks and then I'd be off for 10 weeks. So similar to a teacher. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, like, um, I wasn't paid through my summer, which fell in the fall, but anyways, I wasn't paid through my time off. And so that was the thing that seasonal workers for the ministry did was go on unemployment. And I was like, I have paid like tens of thousands of dollars into this system i don't feel bad about taking a couple thousand of it back (laughs) yeah yeah and you know there shouldn't be this mental shame yeah and stigma that comes into it like you know my situation was a legitimate thing i had a job and then it was no longer there anymore and it wasn't any fault of my own. I didn't get myself didn't fired or yeah. <laughs> no, and do something like that. Yeah, and so that's ex- you like flipping a table and being like, peace. <laughs> I know. Out. <laughs> but this is exactly what unemployment is for. Mm-hmm. And it's just based on my on my background and my upbringing. It's just always kind of been this situation where it was kind of made to be shameful to do like to take advantage of that. Um, without like, you know, like, don't stay on that too long, you know, yes. like it's there for you to back you up, but don't stay on that too long because that's just, that's just Unseemly. irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I've been applying for jobs pretty much every single day, or at least looking for something every single day. And so, you know, I, it has not been from lack of trying that I am 
not in play. Like I just, I haven't found anything yet. I've gotten a couple of hits on my resume, but nothing, nothing that's come through. And then I had this hit on my resume from a company, um, through, it was actually through uh, a job posting in Upwork, which is a freelancer platform. And it's a company out in San Francisco that was looking for, uh, for an executive assistant. And, um, when I'm, so they, they called me to say, Hey, or they, they messaged me and said, Hey, we'd like to do a, a brief video interview and just meet you. And when we met each other, I was like, I don't think I'm the right. I don't think that we're a good fit personality wise between the the guy who I'd be working for and me like it just mm. didn't and it's like people that I would be exactly supporting and all I could hear in my head was this feeling of something is better than nothing even if it's not the you know hey if they offer you the job this voice inside my head is saying if they offer you the job I mean you'd be stupid not to take it and it's like because you don't have anything. That's the mental um, dialogue that I was dealing with. And and I keep fighting that and going, I know this isn't right. I know this isn't the right move. Um, I haven't heard back from them yet, but I'm assuming it's not a good, it's not a good answer because it's been a week. Yeah, so, usually if, <laughs> yeah. when they want you, they get back to you quite quickly. Unless people are on vacation, it is, it is also summer, but. Yeah. And there was a holiday in there, but you know, I'm pretty, pretty clearly guessing that I didn't get the job, which is absolutely fine by me. Um, but if they had offered it to me, I would have been this position of saying, do I take this or do I not? And what it made me realize is that I do this a lot in my life, in my life, I've done this before because there's always been this feeling of something is better than nothing. And when I took that into previous jobs that I'd accepted because I needed to get a job or I hated where I was and I didn't want to be there anymore. And then I translated it to two failed marriages <laughs> and looked at that and said, yeah, you, you have this pattern, Jules. You have this pattern, especially with my first husband because I really did, and I, I, I believe this because it was kind of told to me when I was younger, is that um, when you're fat, <laughs> when you're a fat chick, that guys aren't going to find you too attractive. And if they do, you better take what you can get. And that was like, I mean, I'll be completely honest because I've you know gone through this years ago in therapy, is that is literally why I married him nice man treated me well found me attractive and I married him and he wasn't right for me and I wasn't right for him and I you know got out of that marriage and you know moved on with my life but I realized like I had done this before <laughs> and I was doing it again my brain was doing it again I'm gonna be 44 in two days and I still haven't learned that lesson yeah, and it was buddies just, right birthday buddy <laughs> um it's just like it, you know it, it really it struck me it struck me hard that I could I could say no to a job that I did not feel comfortable with and in this whole dating thing 
as I'm going through these profiles and if someone like likes me back and we start talking and I don't like feel that there's a spark in there, I don't have to go out with that guy. It's true. <laughs> and it was, it was like this, and, and I'm still fight. Like I literally just like have to keep reminding myself that, that to tell that voice to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. because it just, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop and it sucks and it's hard. And, but it was a really good realization and it's like, okay, yeah, therapy's working at least. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but you know, if there's anybody out there who relates to the words that I just said in that story, just know that you have to know your value and you have to remember your value because that's exactly what I had to do for myself. It's like, yeah, okay. This job situation part-time may not pay me as much as I'm worth, um, no benefits. And like, what, why would I just do that just for the sake of saying now I'm not on unemployment anymore? Hmm. So I had to, I had to realize that and, and it was good that I did. So, and I shared that with the ladies last week as I was kind of mulling through it and trying to brain my way through it. (laughs) It's just like, oh man, this, this is, this is hard. This is hard shit, but I'm getting there. Yeah. And I mean, well, because we've talked a lot about that before is like these patterns that our brain gets into and, and the kind of predisposition and the way that we make decisions and all that kind of stuff is just it's accumulated over our lifetime. And if you don't take some time for self-reflection and if you don't realize the patterns that you're in or the these little like sometimes they're even like feedback loops <laughs> that you're yes. in that, you yes. know, like it's very, very easy to say, OK, I'm just going to do this because it's the thing that feels easy. Like it's the, you know, it's easier for me to just accept a job because then I don't have to deal with all of this unemployment that like shame that I'm feeling. And the harder thing to do, and we tend towards the easy, not the hard, but the harder thing to do is say, no, you know what? I'm going to deal with my shame. I'm going to tell myself that it's okay. And this is what unemployment is there for. I'm going to deal with that. And I'm going to keep looking for something that's a better fit. I'm not going to settle. And the longer these, like whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, like it doesn't matter. The longer it goes on, the harder it's going to get to not say like, okay, I'm just going to like to not give in to just say, oh, okay, I'm just going to date this guy or I'm just going to take this job. Like the longer you go without the thing that you want, the harder it becomes not to settle. Yeah. And really all it, all the the core part of it that comes down to it is self-love and self-respect because I still have to work on changing my internal narrative that I am attractive, appealing to other people, um, valuable, respected. And these, this narrative that I, that started when I was a, when I was a young girl, yeah. Both externally and internally, because I was told this, like I was told this by people who told me if I gained too much weight, I would never find a man. That's so if fucked I, up, man. Seriously. Right? Like if and, you know and, people out there who act that way, like, oh, that makes me so angry. Sorry. It's, it is. And this is stuff that I heard stuff that was said directly to me. And then of course, stuff that your brain kind of 
materializes from looking at the media and, and comparing right, yourself yeah, to other girls and societal yeah, like, pressures and expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're in dating age and all of the thinner girls are getting boyfriends and you're not, and it's just those things that happen. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I've battled those voices better. And I've just been better about understanding that th that narrative is false. You know, yes, there are media pressures and societal norms that say, you know, that say that overweightness or, you know, being fat is unattractive, but it's, it's this thing that happens in, in the world where we're just constantly like our self image is formed by what other people are, are telling us. And we make that like, we, we make that happen in ourselves. And so self-love needs to happen more <laughs> with, yeah. my, with me. Like I have to keep working on that. Um, it's gotten better. You know, I, as I've like, when I entered my like mid thirties or so, when you start getting a more holistic worldview of things and the little stuff doesn't matter as much anymore. Like yeah. you just, you get older and you're like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Like if you think of that, <laughs> if you think that of me, then that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> and, and it's a whole lot of like release, but it takes like age time to get there. So, and I was still working on it. So. <laughs> well, and I'm sorry. I know that there's preferences, but I think when there's a little bit more cushion for the pushing, it's pretty attractive sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And so that's really what had happened in the last week or so that I wanted to share, because I think it was a valuable lesson that I learned and I think it would help other people to hear it. Oh, absolutely. Because like you said, it's not just one thing. It's literally kind of applies to everything in your life, really. Right. Like just there's so many things that you can just not like times when you don't push yourself or when you don't do the hard thing or the best thing because the there's something else that's just easier and it might not be the best outcome in the end, but it's the path of least resistance. So, yeah. you know, like it, it's really that's that's what it comes down to. And that applies to all facets of life. So, I mean, yeah, dude, like we get it. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not easy. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm 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 just coping with the like, you know, so much change, so much change. And all I continue to. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just kind of part of the pattern of what I've been through in the last two years. And you get, you, you know, you, you know how to deal with it, but, uh, it's, I'm so, I, I actually, I actually got to see Wendy, um, therapy Thursday, Wendy, who is also oh, my therapist. Okay, yeah. Cause she was here in Minnesota around the corner from my house. <laughs> I not am not just kidding. lurking like <laughs> for specific reasons. <laughs> She's moving to Minnesota, you guys. Oh, oh really? That's so cool. From from Sweden, her entire family, she and her entire family are moving to Minnesota and they are living they're looking to live in the same neighborhood that I do. And I live in the Minneapolis metro area, which is not a small area, and they are in the exact area. Like she was staying with a friend who was around the corner from my house. <laughs> it's meant and to be. It is. <laughs> And so we wound up having coffee and we sat in a Starbucks and did the therapy where she goes, I don't know how 
we could have done this in Sweden because it's so quiet. Everybody's so quiet that everyone would have been listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. Yeah, it was, it's, you know, I'm so grateful for her. She just gets me and sees me in a way that I need to be seen, you know, like just to be able to just like see right through everything. And man, she's helped me a ton and it's only been what, six months. So I'm super grateful for that. Oh, good. Oh, indeed. <laughs> so I, you know, and honestly my situation, Jocelyn kind of leads into yours in certain ways. It definitely does. When you were talking about like societal expectations and the, the nobody will love you and the kind of like traditional idea of beauty, I was just like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Which very, very much leads into what kind of I've been struggling with, dealing with this like crazy negative internal monologue. And so if you guys are currently watching the Twitch stream or if you saw the photo that I posted on Twitter on Saturday, um, I took the step to get extensions put in my hair and I felt really, really good about it. I was really, really excited about it because um, I basically have had I've been struggling quite a lot with my appear with my physical appearance and I've talked before about my weight and now that that is more under control and I'm kind of within five to ten pounds of my like high in the sky goal oh shouldn't talk about pie pie <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I I've I've got my weight back under control and I've you know like I made so many positive steps in that direction but. Ever since I cut my hair, even though like it was super cute and it was really easy to style and I got to make it all different fun kinds of colors and it was great, um, I never really felt like me after I did it. It was a bit of a like rash decision. I kind of like saw a couple of girls on my Instagram who had these cute little pixie cuts and I was like, oh my God, that looks adorable and that would be so easy and I'm so sick of my hair. It's all, you know, like it's bad condition and screw it. I'm just going to top. I'm just going to chop it off. And so I literally went and cut like two feet off my hair and went from, you know, almost to my boobs up to like two inches long. Um, and then I kind of, I didn't necessarily regret it because it was like funky and fun, but ever since I decided to grow it back out again, it's been in this like awful state of in between. And I hated how I looked. I hated it. And especially when I saw pictures of myself. Guys, I love my mom so much. And she is a gorgeous woman. But I don't want to look like her. <laughs> and I swear to God, the pictures all looked like they were my mom instead of me. And because yeah. my mom has like just above her, like kind of at her jawline hair. And she has since she was like 30. And it's just the way that she looks and I just like I already look a ton like her like we could literally be twins like we we share all the same mannerisms and all the same like inflections in our voice and stuff like when you guys actually get to like meet my mom you two at the wedding it yeah it's gonna be really really weird for you and I apologize <laughs> <laughs> but like so on top of that and like it's obviously something I'm a little bit sensitive about anyways because I've been like People used to call the house and I would answer and they'd be like, hi, Shirley. And I'm like, nope, guess again. <laughs> so like, it's, it's definitely something that I'm a little bit more sensitive about. But um, yeah, so I was just like, I, di I didn't feel like myself. 
and I didn't feel that I was pretty or attractive or anything. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this is working. I felt really negative about myself and I was having trouble because something else you mentioned, Jules, was the whole idea of self-love. I was really having trouble liking myself. And yeah. it was a struggle every single day because I'd like get up and then I'd go and like into the bathroom. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> like every single day. And then especially with what I do work where I'm, you know, streaming or podcasting and everything's live and everything's video. And, you know, I was just like I wasn't feeling confident. I wasn't feeling yeah. positive and happy. And like. It just like it was a really, really tough year and then I felt even worse because I was just like all of this shit is superficial you're being ridiculously shallow you're being so hard on yourself and like what kind of a terrible person are you that you just can't like yourself like why are you so hung up on how you look and then so when I went to actually change that and make myself feel happy again Then I felt like I was doubling down on the shallowness because I'm like, oh, I'm a better happy person now because my hair is back. And it's like, my head is so fucked up, you guys. (laughs) It's like, I'm just, it doesn't matter what side I'm on, like whether it's like I'm happy because like literally today when I, um, I like straightened my hair and I did my makeup for Angry Chicken and I was like, damn, like a so confident and I was feeling myself and I was like this is amazing and then I'm like you suck <laughs> like who has this level of like self-love <laughs> like and I, then I felt bad and I'm just like so I'm struggling with this like I've had such a hard year and a half like just with my own mental perception of myself and how I look and yeah. I've avoided like every kind of photo ever um and it's just like I felt so, so terrible about how I've looked. And it's like now I finally flip that on its head and I feel like myself again, like I recognize myself and I like how I look and I feel like I look a lot younger, too. And like all of that smooshed together. But now I feel bad because now I feel shallow and I feel like I'm like people are going to judge me for doing things like putting extensions in my hair and like it just it feels so like. I went to the salon and had extensions and blah, 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 blah. Like, it just feels so, like, ditzy and shallow and, like, I belong in Clueless. <laughs> That's, like, a 90s movie reference if you guys are too young to know what Clueless is. <laughs> yes. Well, I asked yeah. you this. I asked you this in our conversation earlier today. And uh, and so I'm curious what your answer is. Like, what are the what's the difference in your brain between coloring your hair pink or purple and putting extensions in your hair because yep. to me, like they're literally the same thing. I think it's because it's, and this goes back to, to what else you were saying about the whole traditional beauty thing is that like, I feel, and this is like all on me. This isn't like no one on the internet has been a dick to me or anything like that. This is totally all like my internal monologue and my internal expectations and kind of worldview. But it's like, There's this like streamer type Twitch culture that is very much like hunky club kid extreme fun, which is kind of where I feel my like multicolor unicorn hair fits in. 
And then there's like the more like traditional beauty, which is like long blonde hair down to my boobs. And like, so I feel like I've um, abandoned the Twitch culture or like let down my fans because I'm going back to what would be considered like a more traditional look. And like some people have said like, oh, you look so much better as a blonde and oh, we're happy that you went back to blonde and blah, 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 whatever. But then there's other people who are like, oh, I miss your unicorn hair. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just that there's like how you look is how you look. Yeah. And, you know, you're. And yes, we, uh, you know, as women, we dress for, you know, they say that women don't dress for men. They dress for other women. Mm-hmm. You know, because we <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we we actually dress for um, for our peers to be like, oh, my God, you're always so cute. Or, you know, are your hair is so gorgeous. And so, you know, like for me personally, I know I could never I would never feel comfortable with short hair, like physically, like. Physically, I would not feel comfortable with short hair because I don't think I look good with it. I don't either. And let me just tell you as a twin whose twin was able to pull short hair off and I chopped mine off and it didn't work with my face. (laughs) I totally understand you. Which is funny because you guys, like, Nevermore isn't, like, a fraternal twin. She's, like, an identical identical twin. Identical twin. twin. (laughs) And I have, like, the more oval face and my sister has more of a round face. But she was able to pull off, like, the super short, punky, like, a little bit longer in the back mm-hmm. and I tried to do it and I was just like it just looked terrible <laughs> so yeah. I wait to like grow it out <laughs> yeah and so you relate to that feeling of like if you chopped off your hair and now you don't feel like you you don't feel like you look attractive to yourself like because I think that's really what it is like if you look in the mirror and you look at yourself and you go ill yeah. then <laughs> I would not hit that <laughs> I would not <laughs> But, you know, look at the difference between that and you getting extensions in your hair, doing your hair before angry chicken, straightening your hair and go, damn, I'm feeling myself like that's really where the core thing is. Like that's that's the core of it all is like if you feel it, then it exudes outwards to other people. And you felt that like when you had unicorn hair, but it was like, you know, Jocelyn, you you feel Jocelyn with long hair. That's Mm. your identity. That's how you have identified your beauty, your sense of like, I feel good about myself. It's totally like myself with normal hair now. Like, yeah. Like when when your hair went brown, when I had to do it for job hunting, I was like, so like depressed kind of about it. Like I just, I didn't feel like me anymore. Like there's just something where my hair is colored that like, I feel the most confident and like nevermore. Like that sounds so dumb, but it's true. Like, it's just how I feel about it. But like Jocelyn, how you were saying, um, the unicorn hair versus like the blonde hair and like how people were seeing it from both sides or whatever, like, or how you felt it was like the Twitch culture versus just like people who like Joss or whatever, how you saw that. Like imagine that there's this third group that just likes you for you. (laughs) I'm in that group. I know, I know. But like, so I just want to, before you go on, Nevermore, get too far from what I wanted to say. um, You just said, like, I didn't feel like Nevermore when I had brown hair. And it's so dumb. And that's that's the part that really got to me is like I was having those same thoughts of like, 
this is stupid. This is dumb. This is shallow. Why? Like, but it's like, it's how I feel. <laughs> so it's yeah. not stupid or dumb. But clearly you and I are feeling the same because we think yep. that, you know, these small parts of our physical selves shouldn't inform our opinion of who we are as people. But it does. And yeah. I guess so what I what I'm getting at is that it does. So it's not stupid because it's your feelings. So it's not dumb. <laughs> yes. Well, so like, let's say okay. that you had to podcast in a full gown every day. Would you feel like you? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm jeans and T-shirts. <laughs> exactly. So you go. Let's say you go to a job where you now have to wear business suits every day. Do you feel like you? No, <laughs> I exactly. did have that before I quit it. You and did podcast full time. Why uh, is that not shallow? And why is that not shallow? Well, and I think, again, it comes back thing. to. Yeah, but I think it's again because it comes back to the whole idea of like traditional beauty and the more moves that I make towards like traditional beauty standards, the more I feel like I'm selling out is another good kind of way to feel I get or to describe this feeling is I, I feel yeah. like I'm selling out like I'm going back and this and again this kind of feeds into the whole idea of like just internet culture right now like I feel like there is a big movement for like self-love and body positivity and all this kind of stuff I see it all the time and I think that it's great but sometimes it feels like if you're like going the opposite way and going back towards traditional beauty standards. And if you're pushing yourself that way, sometimes it's kind of like, and I think a lot of this, is, again, a lot of this, is my own in my head, this is not things that people have told me or said to me online or anything. Like no one has shamed me for getting extensions and moving towards a traditional standard yes. of beauty. But <laughs> I feel like that's like the flip side of it. That like, if it, cause it's still again, very much, like separating different types of beauty, which I think is maybe the problem that I'm trying to wrap my head around is that just like all things are beautiful, period. And like the way that I'm separating it in my separating it in my head is that I'm saying like, OK, if the non-traditional is the new beauty standard, then that means that the traditional is somehow bad. OK. <laughs> does okay. that like and I think that's what I was kind of trying to get to when I when we were talking earlier on this afternoon <laughs> trying to explain myself but yeah that's basically what I'm feeling is that like there should always be a good and a bad like there's always a standard and I think that what a lot of these movements are probably trying to get to is the fact that there isn't a standard or there shouldn't be a standard but it's like I've been so hot by my upbringing mm -hmm. and society. And like you were mentioning jewels about like the things that people say will get you a man. <laughs> like, and so like for so, so long, like literally my entire life, cause it's only been the last year or two. I think that all of this, um, like non-traditional beauty standards have been getting any kind of attention or any kind of weight behind them. So I've just grown up thinking that there is a pretty and an ugly, a good and a bad, a, a desirable and an undesirable. So now I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around, like, is what I'm doing okay? Or am I now being the bad thing <laughs> by going traditional when I should be going non-traditional? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's the, you know, 
you're feeling like you're you're kind of like maybe going backwards in time and and, and not, you know, like well not being progressive. Trying, yeah, but that's not there's 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 a classic like you know there's the little black dress that never goes out of style and a, a long blonde hair never goes out of style like it <laughs> you know it was in style in the 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s like it's still there so that doesn't make it bad and there's and and if you decided that you were going to like dye your hair black like you know you could do that. <laughs> you could totally do that. But would it make you feel like you? And that's I think that's the core value that you're missing in terms of like how your brain is yelling at you is like you you know it makes you feel good and then it's like well should that is that bad that I feel good about it? And it's never bad if you're happy. <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing. Like Saturday I when I came out of the salon, I was just like I, I literally was like, got in the car, sat in the car and just went <sighs> like big, happy sigh, big relief. Like I'm me again. This is amazing. And then it was like, I took the selfie and guys, like I said, I've been avoiding pictures. I've been avoiding cameras as much as I possibly can, given what I do for my job. Like I've been not taking pictures. I haven't been tagging myself and stuff on Facebook when we've had like family events and stuff like I've been really really avoiding being a focus or being in pictures like especially still pictures I feel like I look okay as long as I keep moving like nobody can really get an idea of what I look like as long as I just keep moving <laughs> but as soon as it's a static picture then I really really hated it and didn't feel me so I've been avoiding it so then I basically had this moment of relief this moment of happiness I took the selfie I posted the selfie and I was like I love my new hair. This is amazing. I feel like me again. And then it was like instant regret and instant. Like, what are you doing? Like, I was just going to say, how long did it take before you flipped it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not long at all. Because <laughs> this is what my Nevermore brain is picturing. Like this whole time that you're talking about um, how you feel about both versions of what you're looking like and stuff is like Jocelyn in a playground on a teeter totter. Okay. <laughs> So you're on one side and you're just like, okay, cool. Like everybody's doing like the fun hair and you're like, I'm going to do that. And then like you start to like climb to the other side and then over there you're just like, well, that's not really what I want. Or like now I have blonde hair and you climb back to the other side and you're like, yay. And then you're like, oh, like <laughs> you need to balance out how you feel with like your like your reflective twin <laughs> will sit on the other side of your <laughs> little seesaw and like help you like balance out that it's okay to feel good about how you look you know like do the changes for you and don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks or what you think that they're gonna say and i know we've said this before jules and i both because we're biased and we think you're hot but <laughs> So we can tell you over and over again that we think you look great because we do. I think the pixie cut looks fucking awesome. Like, it, you know, when you'd have like your bright red lips with like your pixie cut all up and stuff like it looked really good. And I also think you look really good with long blonde hair. So I'm very biased of I yeah. love Joss. <laughs> I'm also very biased of I fucking love Jules. <laughs> so like we can <laughs> tell each other over and over again all these compliments, but it's it starts with you. Like you have to feel that way. And I know that you've worked on it. We've seen like big steps, but I don't want you to like 
roll backwards. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I want you to keep moving forward with like finding what you're happy with regardless of what you're doing. Like, I want you to love you no matter what and want you to like feel okay, like for pictures and stuff. So, well, yeah. and I mean, like that's I, said, I do like once I got the hair, uh, like once I like look in the mirror and I see Jocelyn again, instead of like Jocelyn's mom, <laughs> like I just like, I, I feel a lot better, but then it's like, I feel bad and guilty for feeling better because I've like accepted a traditional standard of beauty as what I'm going for. And yeah. that's kind of it in a nutshell is how I'm feeling. Like I love my hair. I feel great. I feel like I'm back to normal. And that then makes me feel like bad. <laughs> well, and, and that was part of before be a- was the pictures that you were when you were working on your weight and stuff where you were looking at pictures back when you had longer, like blonde hair, right? That's when you saw like you the most. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. and that's also another probably good point is part of the reason I think I struggled so much all of a sudden with my weight gain because my weight gain was very, very gradual. Like it took like five years to get to the point that I was at. But then it was like I chopped off all my hair and then it was all back from my face and you could like you could just see it, all of it. Like my neck was there and my chin and my it's just everything it like. With the short hair, it just accentuated all of those problems that I had with myself. So then I was like, oh, my God, I am an ugly blob of uggo. Like, this is awful. And it like, <laughs> what? What is uggo? I've never heard that in my life. I've heard it before. It's not just you, Joss. I've heard it before. Good, good. <laughs> it's not what, like when you say clique. <laughs> That, you know, like my my weight gain like wasn't as noticeable because I guess like the hair just helped hide it. It helps like lengthen my face and and everything. And I just when I cut my hair off, it's like all of my problems were like came to a head (laughs) and and were very much more. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And we're so much more noticeable to me, at least, I think. Yeah. Um. So then it was like a struggle to lose all the weight and then also to to grow out the hair again. And so now I feel like I've lost all the weight again. Like, fuck you, 30 pounds. <laughs> and I'm like, my hair is long again. And I feel like this is this is the Joss that I want to be. This is the Joss that I want, you know, Matt to have. This is the, you know, like, because that's I felt bad about that, too, is I was just like, I don't look how I looked <laughs> like when we met originally and, you know, like he's following me in my work for a while. Like he is very, very good friends with my first co-host I ever had. And we've been doing the show together for like seven years. So like that has known me <laughs> like yeah. even like from a distance, but has known me since like. In or 12 even so like. That's 2012 Jocelyn looked a lot different than 2018 Jocelyn. I didn't like 2018 Jocelyn and I was surprised that he liked 2018 Jocelyn. So 
Well, I hate to tell you this, but I think he's biased too. I just want to yeah. warn you before the wedding yeah. that I think he's in the same boat with me and Jules, but I'm just yeah. going to throw that out there. I'm just saying biased that it's like, I, I very, very much felt like there was an ideal Jocelyn and like Jocelyn from six months ago was not ideal Jocelyn. And so then I felt really bad and I felt a lot of pressure to be the best that I could be. Or my amazing partner. <laughs> and that's okay. I think that's, you know, that's, that's a motivation. That's a goal. You know, you're, you're coming up on, you know, six months or so before your wedding. And this is a good time now to start working on feeling more comfortable in pictures. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Feeling better in pictures though. And, you know, because there's going to be a lot of them and, the last thing you want is to have anxiety about a camera being on you. Oh my on... God. I have so much camera anxiety. You guys, uh, like I, I can't, even... I, I told you once you get there and you're in the moment, you're not going to give a shit and it's going to, you're just going to, it'll be fine. And worse comes to worse. <laughs> I can just burn them. <laughs> you can't. Burn if I get them all back all. and they're awful, I'm just going to be like, Nope, it never happened. We didn't hire a photographer. Oh my goodness. Because nobody else is going to take pictures ever. Nope, not digitally. <laughs> and post them on Twitter virally. Yeah. <laughs> we will take the best camera angles there are. I'm going to do like, if she does that, like say she could burn them all. Jules and I would totally do the Friends episode where we had to recreate the wedding with like another person's wedding. Like go there and like take pictures <laughs> the backs of people's heads and stuff and be like, with our drinks <laughs> like <they're all> <laughs> we will oh, make God. it happen for you <laughs> you guys are ridiculous and i love you yeah we are we are so that's <laughs> enough about me and my stupid head nevermore <laughs> what did you want to talk about this week it's not super important i'll just it's su- stop I'll it <laughs> it's always super um, important well, I was trying to think about like since we did the huge split and everything that was like going on with that. I was like, well, what's like been going on like with me other than like working and like slowly trying to unpack my habitat. Um, but the thing that I've kind of put off for a while and like almost hidden from in a way is I've been very MIA for WoW Guild officering stuff. Um, one cause was and like I've known this like I've known kind of what pushed me away from it and stuff um it was just burnout from like trying to get people to do events like the way that legion worked and even since kind of draenor where like the garrisons happened and stuff um just ever since those kind of changes like there's not really like a need to have other people help you with stuff like you can kind of do professions all your own and like so a lot of the changes make it where you don't really like need to get groups like it's very you can do stuff on your own you know so that was kind of hard to like get people to do stuff and i got burnout on asking for people to host events and stuff like that um but another thing that really kind of like depressed me about it was ralphie i was gonna say Um, was it ralph yeah (laughs) yeah just because like he would like listen and like he like helped me get like the guild Twitter going and stuff like that. Like he was very supportive of stuff that I tried to do. So like, and like, I mean, I knew him, but not like best friends, you know what I mean? But just the impact he had and stuff made me, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Cause like, I wasn't like depressed, depressed about it, but like 
the relation between that and like the guild stuff, just the burnout kind of affected all that. I think so it like, affected I, quite a lot of people that way, yeah. to be honest, that are involved with that with AI loss of well, can he stuff. He kind of was the guild. He was the yeah. he very much He's was a huge yeah. literally a huge part. And yeah. he just, you know, it just I don't know. It just felt like something was kind of missing. And I just, you know, I didn't want to do even like, you know, the monthly like purges to like clear inactive people. And like, I didn't want to go to meetings and like, I mean, I was doing good um, rating because obviously like since I was tanking this last expansion, like I felt like I had to be there. But like the expansion before that and I was DPSing, I was just really like, eh, I don't want to go raid, whatever, fine. Um, but like, I at least kind of followed through with all that till we were waiting till the new expansion. But as far as guild things, I just wasn't really doing as much anymore. Um, and now with BFA coming, like, and our forums are gone. I don't know what happened. Something with Scott. Now we just don't have forums anymore. So yeah, that's I feel not like really Scott got hacked or something. And because the AIE forums were tied into the extra life forums that when Scott's forums went down, it took the guild forums with it. Yeah. And, and nobody just... seemed to really notice. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. So there's not really like, a place for a lot of stuff. I mean, we have discord and there's channels or whatever, but like, I was just kind of thinking about it going like, we don't really have like a place for people to be like, Oh, well, what raid teams are what days, you know, stuff like that. And I was thinking about it while I was unfucking my habitat in the kitchen the other day doing dishes. And it just kind of, it created just this little spark. And I was like, like, I'm actually thinking about it. Like I'm actually kind of wanting to like do something. So like I messaged Tetsemi and I was like, it's not going to be the greatest solution, but here's what I'm thinking. So like on our guild Facebook page, like it's mostly just been like where it pastes like updates from the website. If somebody does like a major update, whatever. So it's not really used. So I was like, well, at least it would get people over there as a reference. So I made albums of just the different levels of raid teams. And then I'm making like an individual graphic for each team with like their information of like name, what they're rating, like what level, what days they raid, what times they raid, and then who's in charge of it. So if anybody's interested, they can contact them. Like, super simple. It's nothing fancy. But, like, I feel like we just needed something for now. And, like, I told Ben, I was like, it's not perfect. But I knew Discord wouldn't work the way that I was thinking I would want it to work. You know, I wanted it to be accessible to everybody to find. And I'm like, you know what? It's a temporary solution. If it works, great. If it doesn't, fine. But I'm running with it because... I'm feeling that little bit of spark like ignite in me where I want to be doing it. So I just kind of have been busy doing that. Um, trying to get information from everybody. And we have our summer of love is coming up in August. No, the end of July or beginning of August that week or whatever. Um, so Ben and I are going to host an event and it's super stupid. And we're playing, um, Hide and Forsaken laser tag. Instead oh of my for, gosh. Instead of Forsaken, I was like, Ben, what about Forsaken? And he's like, yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible great. point. But it's like, you know, it's just something silly and stupid. And like, I wanted to be a part of doing more again. And like, other people are going to host events too. But like I told him, like, I've just been so out of it. And it seems silly, but like, I just want to get back to participating more you know because like everybody's busy and has crazy schedules and like that's a lot of the people are just busy leveling alts or doing whatever and that's why it's been hard to get people to do events but like i just want to be 
a part of it again, you know? So that's all. It was just something, something that I've been up to. That's not crazy complicated, but. Well, no, but it's a, it's a big step at the same time because like you've been out of it for a while and I've got to say like, for me personally, ever since Ralph, I don't even open Guild Chat. Like, yeah, it's it's on its own tab, and it's like I just have general chat open, and I don't participate. Like, I haven't done anything in Guild in a really, really long time. I don't even like, and part of this I feel like is because of the forums going away too, um, yeah. which is really funny because normally, like, forums is the last place that I would ever go to get information but for no, some reason no, the last place you would go is the wiki don't lie because i freaking hate wikis <laughs> that's true somebody go we need to update this so people can i'm like no one checks it <laughs> like i have such a huge hatred for the wiki like <laughs> i tell that all the time because like there's certain people who just like to update it and i'm like i hate the wiki so much <laughs> drives me crazy <laughs> to be but fair like, i didn't even know there was a wiki so <laughs> <laughs> and i told him because like when i wanted to do the raid team stuff there is an old wiki post that um i think it was rona put together of like kind of a grid of like all the teams or whatever but i don't know how old that was and that's why i was like i'm just gonna do something new that's for people who are like actively gonna be in battle for azeroth like we're just starting fresh. <laughs> and then if people want to join that team, they can contact that person and get separate discord information. It's just a jumping point. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. So, and I have to tell you, by the way, I was going to tattle on, on him, but um, when I said, Hey, if anybody has raid information, like contact me, Siv did. And then he filled out the form. And the very first thing is raid name. And he skipped it. <laughs> He didn't even enter right. And I was like, um, you didn't fill the format right. I'm telling Jocelyn. God damn it, Sam, you had one job. And then I had to go back and sieve proof my form and put question one and, and, and make them all required to fill out so that you can't accidentally skip one. So I sieve proofed it. Nice. So yeah, so that's all. That's all I've been doing. Well, I mean, I know I very much appreciate what you do for the guild, and I am very, very, very excited that you are getting back into creating super fun event things and you're Ben. And I, I hope that Battle for Azeroth kind of brings a little bit more community back to the guild because, yeah, I definitely, um, I, you're not the only one that's been slacking, and it's a hundred percent, Ralph. Like it was yeah. kind of, it was literally like from that moment on, I was just like, I had like nothing to do with the guild. And it had like the guild itself didn't do anything wrong. And that was what was so kind of hard to like go into WoW and just not have anything to really do with AIE. It was just that like the heart and soul of our guild was just not there anymore. And it's like, I didn't want to like face it <laughs> or face yeah. them or any of it. So I just kind of stopped. And then like, even after that grief wasn't so raw, it was still like, it was like this habit that I'd got into to, to just like, you'd been out for so long. It felt like you couldn't get back in again. <laughs> exactly. You know? Well, and, like when I would log in, like all the names in chat, like, I don't know anybody anymore and like i that's me that's all on me like for not participating and stuff. So, also oh, yeah too, no i don't recognize like most of the names in chat anymore 
<laughs> well, and I feel like Nerdtacular and like BlizzCon kind of ruins it for me in a way, in a good way, because it's easier for me to like get to know people's faces and names. And I know a lot of people don't do that. You know, it's like, they just want to be a tune name. They don't want you to know real names. So like, I get it. But for me, like, it's easier for me to remember you if I see your face and I say your name and whatever, even if it's like, I can't call people their their real names like there's certain people like Ro, Marcona yeah. like I can't say your real name people like I just can't you have <laughs> like, a tune name that is you now. yeah <laughs> so and I just I want to make it a point to like get to know more people whether it's in my guild or CTR or whoever whatever guilds like across wherever um because there's a lot of people on Twitter too that like I feel are still a part of like the blizzardy type community that like I need to like be participating in more. So I need to go and participate in the CTR community too. I need to log into my tune so that they don't kick me. <laughs> well, and I want to get um I want to try to do more PvP stuff. Like I want to learn how to do that and like because there's some things that I don't understand for the newer ones, which is why I don't do it. But I feel like because I like the competitiveness competitiveness of heroes and overwatch like i think i would have a ton of fun doing pvp i just am scared to do it by myself yeah. you'd probably really <laughs> like battlegrounds arenas are really intense but battlegrounds are a nice like stepping stone yeah so that's something i also want to get into too and like i want other people to find people who are interested in it so they want to spend time doing it together like i feel like it's just as much as it's grown like i just feel like that little bit of community part is like getting smaller and smaller just with the way wow works on its own you know you have a couple minutes you do you know an alt or you know your dailies or whatever and it's just i feel like i need to get out of my fert bubble Mm -hmm. and participate with people that i don't know as much anymore so well and that's another thing too like um when it actually comes to interacting with people in wow one thing that i did right around the time that Ralph passed away was we started the new raid team. So it's like I had my own little tiny group of people who I played with all the time, who I was really comfortable with, who I really liked. And it's like a guild within a guild sort of a thing. So it's like, yeah, I would interact with them. Like we interact, we have a a raid discord. (laughs) We talk every day and, you know, like, so I have that sense of community from them. And so I kind of like, the, the guild itself wasn't a happy place anymore. My raid team was a happy place, so I definitely gravitated more towards them when I needed a, a WoW community. And uh, and then, like, the distance between me and the guild just grew and grew and grew, and then it becomes harder and harder to come back, and I'm sure it's a lot harder for you because you've got that officer tag too, right? Well, and, like, the night that we did the raids together for i don't even know what it was huge anxiety breakdown like i'm like bawling crying like i was freaking out like ben's like you have to calm down because i was like new people and like i'm taking but like sid was taking with Tet, which is totally fine but like i don't know how to dps and i'm like they're all gonna judge me like i don't know these people and like your team had like a banter with each other and i'm just like i feel like so out of place and like i was like literally like like freaking like bawling my eyes out crying because like and i like i didn't want to go but i'm like it's jocelyn like what's wrong with me and like ben was probably thinking the same thing and it was just (laughs) it was just because like i didn't know it was happening too i think till like it was starting so then i was like 
but I tank and Sip's tanking and like, I don't know how to DPS. I don't have a DPS back. Her team's going to think I suck. And it was just like this snowball of like panic attack. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what was going I on because it. I was yeah. like, Joss loves Nevermore. Joss hugs Nevermore. Joss waves at Nevermore. And it was just like nothing. And, and normally like, when we get in raid together. Yeah, no, you didn't talk at all. You didn't do anything. I was like, oh. I was just like, and it wasn't, I wasn't upset at you or anything. It was just like, it can't, and I, she didn't know this until this very second. I didn't tell her that yeah. like, it was a thing. Uh, but it just, it came out of nowhere. Like anxiety attack. Ta-da, life. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that you are branching out from your FERT bubble, and I promise I will branch out from my get your crit together bubble, and we will do more things together, and we will do more things with the and I think it's awesome what you try to bring the social back into this MMO that we've <laughs> Yeah, not just our guild, like, a lot of the people in the community, like, I just want to, I don't know, I just feel like I need to try harder <laughs> to like get to know because there's still like there's people from like the other side that like i don't know like i don't know kalani referenced somebody to me the other day and he's like yeah that person you bet them at blizzcon i'm like <laughs> i'm like i don't i don't remember <laughs> i'm like i don't know what who, like the name and he's like this it's this picture and i'm like i, I don't i don't remember <laughs> like, and again it's like i have i have to see in names and all the time like that's prep for me the whole year to BlizzCon is me to remember your face and your name. <laughs> so if I meet you there, like I feel bad, but it's like, I might not remember you. Just remind me and I'll, I'll make you flashcards. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I need BlizzCon flashcards. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week. You guys, um, anything else you want to talk about before we, before we wrap this up? No. I don't think so. I think that's plenty. Yeah, that's good. Good show. Good show, ladies. Uh, Jules, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG. You can find me uh, and my chainmail lovely stuff at chainofjewels.com. I'm usually posting at least something new once a week if I've made it. And uh, I'll be making some new stuff this week, so you'll see some new stuff coming. Oh, commission Jules. She's really, really Yay. good, and she makes really pretty things, and she's learning new things all the time. So even if you went and looked at her stuff like six months ago, there's like a bazillion new things that you've missed out on. So go and check her yes. out. Thank you. <laughs> Nevermore, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter. I am at Quota Nevermore, and that's why I post pretty much everything. That's like my main preferred social media. Um... And also Etsy, but I'm not like Jules where I update mine ever. Plus I'm prepping for a show that's in August. So it's coming up super fast. Um, I will probably be listing on Etsy, even though they're doing their stupid rate changes, but I'll probably post yeah. stuff there after my show um, for people who were interested in wanting things. Um, yeah. So I'll be, I'm, I didn't get to stream last time and I know we talked about it last episode or whatever, but I still have not streamed anything and I really need to, and I'm on vacation up this week. My work is on vacation. So like Thursday, okay. Friday through Monday, I'm off so I can Ooh, nice. do stuff. I am going away on Saturday, but on Friday I was going to do birthday nails. So we should creative, <gasps> yes. we should creative stream on Friday. Yes. All right. Maybe, maybe Ben would let me figure out a way to use his computer so that I don't like 
die on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will figure. <laughs> yeah, we will figure things out. Um, you guys can send your demons to demonspodcast at gmail.com or you can also join in the conversation. Like I mentioned, Jules's awesome dating posts are at discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays. That is also where you can find me on Twitter and Twitch, Joss Plays. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will catch you in two weeks' time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.